Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What kind of birthday cake do ghosts like? I don't know. What kind do they like? Fancy ass <gasps> booberry sheet cake Ooh. with raspberry sauce and a chocolate goulash. Oh, ghost fancy. Ghost fancy. It's, it's their birthday. It's their birthday and it's spoop hour. Ooh. We're not fancy. like forever since we've talked but it really isn't because you guys have been listening to spoop hour and we have not recorded in like a week and a half oh yeah almost two weeks at this point so <laughs> surprise <Yay! laughs> podcasts are not released the same day they're recorded <laughs> what our first one was that is true yes yes our first couple were yeah anyway it's this spoop is, hour <laughs> it's a paranormal comedy podcast so welcome to the halloween season i've noticed we've been getting more people who like want to listen to us because it's, it's like halloween halloween and i'm like who are you it's trash i'm so sorry but thanks for being here we love it you yep. want some tiny stickers <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on twitter and instagram at spoop hour s-p-o-o-p-h-o-u-r or you can always reach out to us spoop hour at gmail.com tell us your stories we do love stories we love stories we do have a story <gasps> i story briefly glanced at it for like a hot second mm. since it is the episode closest to your birthday. It is the Would episode Would you like closest. to read it? Or do you sure. want me to read it to you so you don't have to do any work because it's no, your birthday? No, I will read it. Okay. Also, we have a fun spoop snack. It's the Redemption Custard Tart. We'll and get it into is it. good. We'll but we will get into it. into it in a second. <laughs> Happy birthday, spoops. Yay! Oh, thank you, Alexis. Aww. I loved your episode of Spoopy Stories. Ah! The hook. Yes. No, same. <laughs> and I wanted to share one of my favorite camp stories. There are a lot of versions, but I'll tell it as I first heard it at camp. Yes. No. A girl is baby. Oh no. Oh no, not this one. <laughs> is this motherfucker babysitting? This motherfucker's babysitting. No! <laughs> oh no. Alright, continue. Alright, Alexis, thank you for your submission. That's it. <laughs> the, end. the end. A girl is babysitting. The, the end. end. Keep on spooking on. <laughs> Alright. Mm. This is a story that I think we, we briefly talked about. Did we do it in about. our creepypasta episode? It was either the creepypasta episode or the things that fucked us up as children. Oh. This was something that fucked me up as a child. Oh, no. A girl is babysitting for a new family. No. When she arrives, the parents introduce her to the family dog. Oh, no. Not this one. They tell her that the dog usually stays behind the Chesterfield. Um, I don't know where this fellow camper was from, but it's another word for sofa. But if she gets scared at night, she will put her. She can put her hand behind the Chesterfield, and the dog will comfort her by licking the hand. <laughs> it's nighttime, and the kids are in bed, and the babysitter thinks she hears a noise upstairs. She checks on the kids, and they're sleeping just fine. She reasons that she's just a little scared, so she puts her hand behind the Chesterfield, and the dog licks her hand. A little while later, she hears the noise again. Again, the kids are fine, so she puts her hand behind the Chesterfield, and the dog licks her hand. The next time... 
The next time she hears the noise, she sees that the kids are fine, but hears a dripping sound coming from the bathroom. This is the worst version of this story. We definitely did this on our creepypasta episode, or possibly our children thinks Think fucked this us is up as fucked, kids episode, because yeah. it fucked us up. Thinking that the faucet was leaky, she heads to the bathroom to have a look. The sink doesn't seem to be dripping, so she goes to the shower to check. She pulls back the curtain to find the dog dead, nailed to the wall, blood dripping. Attached to the dog is a note that says, who is licking your hand. Oh, God. Although the version we heard was people can lick too. Yeah, so like I said, there are a million versions of this story, but I first heard that one at my first camp out when I was about eight. I remember being so shook that I couldn't sleep. A friend of of mine was in her sleeping bag next to me and she was comforting me by stroking my hair. Ah. It felt nice to be comforted, but then I was even more terrified of going to sleep because I was afraid I was going to wake up to find her dead, a serial killer stroking my hair. Dude, same though. Like, no, I... I, for a really long time, even, I mean, even as an adult, yeah. I cannot let any of my extremities hang off the bed. Well, yeah, because that's a how, little bit. That's, that's how, how stuff they, gets that's you. That's how they get you. That's how they fucking But I'm get always you. scared that if I, like, sleep and my hand, like, falls off the couch oh. or falls off my bed, that someone's gonna lick me. Even, <laughs> and we don't have a dog. No. We have two cats. And Zelda sometimes is licky, but Zel- uh, yeah, people's psyche, tongues are very different than psy- cat tongues. Yeah, Psyche is sometimes licky, too, but... Well... Oh, but hey, also, Alexis is a Michigander. Hey! What's up? Number one podcast in Michigan. Right? And has an, uh, says, I think the Dogman must be a regional thing because I never heard of it. Mm. But we do have a cryptid monster camp legend called Big Sid. <gasps> Alexis, please, please tell us everything about Big Sid. I'm, we have so many questions. I have so many questions about Big Sid. And we'll send you a sticker. We'll send you so many stickers. So many stickers. You can stick them all over everything. Thank you, Alexis. What if Big Sid is just the Dogman's name? Oh no. And it's actually the same legend. I'm upset. <laughs> and dog, dog, dog man can... licks your hand. No! <laughs> anyway, this anyway, custard tart. Thank, thank you to all of our listeners in Michigan. Thank you, Alexis, for making us the number one podcast in Michigan, probably. <laughs> uh, but also Dr. Elisa Lucas. But also hey, Dr. Elisa, Elisa Lucas, who um, we love dearly. I was on a plane to Disney last week and mm-hmm. listened to the comforting sounds of Dr. Elisa Lucas. Yes, yeah. queen. It was great. Go listen to Best Forever's pod. It's so, it's, I always describe it, it's, it's like getting a warm hug from a friend. Right. And then we will be on the first episode of Fatal Friends dropping yes, soon. Yes, although yeah. she did just rebrand. Fatal Friends is now Fatalities. Okay, Fatality. Teas, oh, like, teas the beverage. like the beverage. So. I am drinking some tea today. It's not a fatality. It has a. It has, as as you know. <laughs> it has a patu on the. It's a fatal patu. Patu. Um, <laughs> but yes, we will be on that podcast soon talking yes. about Slenderman. So we'll, we'll give well, you the update when yeah. it's about to drop. So I'm really excited about that. So let's Me talk too. about this cu- custard tart. So last year, 364 days ago, 364 <laughs> days ago, I, Courtney Marie, last name redacted. redacted, but also kind of a spooky last name. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I took it upon myself to make Sasha. Mm. After watching Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. and she sees a country apple custard tart, mm-hmm. and she goes, I want that in my face for my birthday. And I was like, that's easy as cake, probably. I really love custard. She loves custard. I've watched so many Great British Bake Offs, and they're all like, custard, totally, no problem. And I'm like, great. Everyone can make a custard. Yep. So I find a recipe on Pinterest, and the recipe calls for instant custard powder. So I go to my Harris Teeter, my local fancy grocery store, and I'm like... All right, let's find this instant custard powder. They don't have any. 
So I'm like, okay, this is fine. So I like frantically Google find a different replacement custard. And that's when the custard fuck incident begins. Basically. Not a cluster fuck. A custard, custard fuck. fuck. And this is genuinely how I've been referring to it in my head for the past 364 days. So the recipe for the custard, it's the kind of custard that needs to chill to set. Mm-hmm. But the crust is the kind of recipe that needs to bake. So there was going to be no universe in which the custard set and also the crust was baked. So it was a custard fuck. So this year I have redeemed myself mm-hmm. with a less custard fucky version of this tart. It was still moderately custard fucky because the recipe I used, I didn't realize until it was too late, it didn't have a temperature in the recipe for the oven. So I guessed and I put it on 400 and I managed to put our oven in convection mode. So the top part got burnt. So I had to do some emergency apple surgery midway through the bake, but it turned out okay. It turned out great. So thank you for the custard. You're welcome. I have redeemed myself. And I am no longer haunted by the ghosts of Custard's past. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. At this point, you've missed my birthday, so thanks a lot, asshole. (laughs) But actually, at this point, if you're listening to this, you've also missed Sasha's birthday. Because this episode's on Tuesday. It was yesterday. When we're recording, it's tomorrow. Yep. And tomorrow, when you're listening today, is uh, Jack Jack from from Pop Pop Culture Bento's Bento's birthday. birthday. So you haven't missed his birthday, so you can redeem yourself there. Yeah. But he does not get a custard tart, because I didn't fuck up his birthday cake last year. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Pop Culture Bento, um, you can find me on last week's episode of Pop Culture Bento, wherein we talk about donuts, and specifically Donut County, the game where you suck things up into a hole. Put it in your donut hole. It's a good thing I had a mouthful of custard tart, because I had a really inappropriate joke that I was going to say. Yeah, it was really hard to... Keep it appropriate. Yeah, because they're not inappropriate. They're dummies. In, no, no. The the pop culture bento is a professional podcast. It's a wholesome podcast. It's a very whole whole <laughs> podcast. Yes, <laughs> that was a podcast high five. On a visual medium, but that was a great. That ass was high a five. great ass high five. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. We finally figured out how to high five after twenty nine and twenty eight years, respectively. Exactly. But um, yeah, you can catch us. You can catch me on that pod talking about. Video, video games and things um, to put in them things to put in the donut holes um <laughs> and you've been on you recorded recently with 33 percent pulp not yet not we yet. had to reschedule okay but but next week that's coming okay so you can catch their Courtney season on that. premiere of season four will be me talking okay. about titanic ghosts titanic ghosts Ooh. Ooh. did anything spooky happen to you this week yes Tell me about it. So the real spooky thing is the fact that I will be in pain for over a month and do nothing about it. So I'm probably going to drop down on that day. Anyway, I'm fine. It's not an ear infection. It just feels like one. So basically, I've had an earache for like mm, six weeks. Remember when we recorded Everything is Crystals? Since then. Oh, and that God. was the beginning of September. Anyway. By the way, listen to that. Was, Everything is Crystals, Final Fantasy VI. Hear me get drunk on tequila and then call yell, character yell, Kafka. Yell, yell about video game characters <laughs> for a game that neither of us have played. Nope. <laughs> but now I feel like I have. I'm basically an es- expert. Ask me anything. So I went to urgent care today to finally deal with this ear thing. And I decided to treat myself because I was going to the doctor like an adult. Like an adult. And I was like, I'm going to get a mocha. And I went and I got a mocha and I was drinking my mocha in my car. And then... Oh, yeah, because there's a Starbucks near that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. I'll kill multiple birds, one single stone. What a great ass day. I parked by the Starbucks. I did a little walk over to it. It was great. It was lovely. Get out of there. Get back in my car with my prescription for the steroids I need to be on for the next five days and the nasal spray I have to use to fix my ear. 
And who do I see on my windshield but this creepy crawly motherfucker? Why is it green? Oh no! (laughs) Why is it green? It was, I think it's the one that had been living in my side view mirror. If you'll remember, I described it as a glow in the dark creepy crawly motherfucker. And look, look who it is. Anyway, it was raining, so really I didn't kill him out of maliciousness. I had to turn my windshield wipers on to be safe. Hmm. And then if he incidentally died, he incidentally died. These things happen. We'll post it on the Instagram. If you don't like spiders, just skip over it. It's just upsetting. Yeah. And anyway, a number of spooky things happened to me yeah. this week. Oh, um, real quick, I have oh, another. Oh yeah, you have thing another. But one of them was a spider. One of them so was a spider. If you didn't like, if you don't like spiders, I'm sorry for posting all those videos of the spider on our Twitter <laughs> account last week. Sasha's a monster. It's I, fine. Yeah. So You're very brave, and you looked at it. Didn't I you? did. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't love spider media, obviously, but obviously. I'm better about it than like encountering a spider in real life because there is the barrier of a screen. Uh, yeah, to and me. I encountered it, and yes. so it was okay. I, I felt <laughs> Although the night before you were back, I did get into my car and a spider dropped out of my driver's side door, and then I spent the rest of the drive like every stoplight. I'd put my car in park. I'd turn the light on, and, like turn to my left to look to see where it was. I think it fell on the outside of my car, mm-hmm. but I think everybody in a car next to me was like, "Why is this bitch staring at me?" And I wanted to be. Like, no, it's no, a, a spider. Anyway, unless scary, creepy, crawly news, yeah. I made an apple tart. Yes. If you'll remember from our Slockwin episode, there is the lore that if you peel an apple, mm-hmm. it's going to show you the initials of the person you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. So great news, Mr. Err, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Three apple peels. It's just three apple peels. They're like chunky eyes without dots or maybe like very soft R's. Anyway, sweetie, sweetie, I'm coming for you, Mr. Booty. (laughs) That's the other spooky thing that happened. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Oh, speaking of booty, I was just thinking about booty. And we also are going to be on the Halloween episode of Relic. Oh, we are. Yes. Yes, The Lost Future Podcast. I just thought about booty. We're very popular. We are very popular right now. We love recording with people. Yeah, we really do. If you want to collaborate with us, For real, let us know. To those of you who have already contacted us about it, we're working on it. We're just busy. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple of things have happened in the last week. One, I went on Haunted Mansion again, and this time I wrote it by myself. Ooh, what a buzz. And it stopped (laughs) again. Where did it stop this time? (laughs) This time it stopped in the room with all the staircases Uh, where you see the glowing footprints. I was in my... I was in my little capsule by myself. It's <laughs> like, well, this is fine. This seems fine. I'll just sit here in the dark by myself. My, my parents are in the capsule behind me. Oh. And I couldn't, like, you, you know, you can't get up and, like, turn around because yeah. it's, like, an enclosed capsule behind you. It's like you. an egg. And then that same day, we rode Space Mountain, which is scary in, in itself, Cause right? Because it's, it's in the dark. Yeah, it's a dark, fast um, ride. And then later, we got on the People Mover, and mm, we got... And I love the People Mover, but we get into the Space Mountain part of the People Mover, and it's, like, absurdly silent, yeah. With just, like, the voiceover of, like, the command things. Oh. And the lights are all on. And I was like, what the hell is happening? And we go through, like, a dark tunnel. And, and we come back out. And into space. And the ride, all the lights were on. And it was quiet. Ugh. And so you just see all of, like, the metal mechanisms Yikes. and stuff. I never want to ride Space Mountain ever again. <laughs> oh, no. Once you see it with the lights on, you're like, oh, that's... I could have died. I... 
there are so many ways that you can die on that ride. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. That's why they keep you in the dark. That's why they keep you in the dark. What uh-huh. time of day were you on the people mover? Was uh, it middle like of the closing? day. Oh. No, middle of the day. The oh. ride just broke down. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, then there was a spider incident, which you can see on our Twitter. If you just, like, click on media, you can probably find a bunch of videos <laughs> of me trying to get back in my car after I went to Disney. <laughs> and a very enterprising spider uh, made its web between my parents' like vegetable garden and my car, and it was a very large spider the size of my big toe. Boo hiss. Yeah, so I'm glad that it was my car and not your car. Thank you. And, and that then, would be when I burn my car down and start again from the ashes. Right? And then yesterday, um, our other roommate and I and Jack from Pop Culture Bento went to our our friends, collective friends, including yes. you. I was feeling poorly due to migraine and the aforementioned ear, ear pain, pain that we now <laughs> for six weeks. Right. So we went down to celebrate the wedding of our friends Colin and Jess. Mm. Um, if you have kept up with our Twitter, you will see they, they were at the Summerween party mm-hmm. that we had, and they were great. And they are great people, and we, we love them dearly. Summer Vampire Lady and Summer Gandalf. Summer Gandalf. They're great. Sometimes I still mm-hmm. find Gandalf's hair like, in our house, which is very spooky. Um, <laughs> but... They they did it at they had their wedding celebration at Colin's parents' farm out kind of in the middle of Virginia. So mm-hmm. we had to drive quite a ways out. Yeah, it's like um, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, about two hours out, and in this beautiful countryside, but beautiful countryside where your cell phone reception is non-existent. So perfect time to be murdered. Perfect time to be murdered. So Miranda, you Jess and Colin. Beautiful farm. The weather could not have been more perfect, especially since we've had more rain in this area than Seattle or the or England. Suck at Seattle and so, England. So it's been very rainy in Virginia this year. You know, beautiful farmhouse. I've been up there before. Gorgeous stuff. At one point, Colin's sister was doing oracle readings, Aww. which I was like, oh man, when I tell Courtney, she's going to be so upset <laughs> because she missed it. Honestly, um, I was such a zombie yesterday. Yeah. I legit slept past noon. Like, I was awake mm-hmm. for about two hours from, like, 8 to 10, and then I slept past noon. Then I got up, and then I went to bed at 9. So I was awake for about nine hours yesterday. Yeah, I when I came to get our roommate, like, your, the lights were off in your room, mm-hmm. and I, we didn't hear you stirring, and we were worried about you. Yes, um, I was dying. Yeah, you were dying. <laughs> I'm fine. And so so his sister did readings, which mm-hmm. was really cool, and I had a really nice positive reading. Oh, and, yeah, Very affirmative. And then she did it at this porch, and I'll show, I'll post photos on Twitter so you guys can see, this mm-hmm. porch of this, like, guest house that they have oh. on their property, but it's unfinished, and it's a cabin from the 1700s. Oh, so it's a murder cabin. So it's a murder cabin, and it's not the only murder cabin on Uh-oh. site, because there's another cabin a little bit way down the hill that's kind of collapsed, and the the legend is that freed slaves had built it and had lived oh, in it, that's nice. but now it's like overgrown, dilapidated, part sure. of it's caved in, and the local children have taken to spraying like satanic symbols on the inside. Oh, fun! We haven't seen it yet, but Jess said she's going to take me sometime. No! Because um, that's can exactly... I, can, I, can I go? Yes, you can come. Yeah, if you, you want to come with us. <laughs> Go look at Satan. You're like, I'm not going to go, but you can. <laughs> well, and so that's the thing. Like, I will go with you because later... Someone needs to walk in front. Later in the evening, <laughs> we're exploring... It was, this is after they've cut into the wedding cake, and the sure. wedding cake had a raspberry sauce, and it was Ooh. white on the outside. But You're lucky to have made it out alive. But Jess takes me, Connie, uh, or, yeah, Connie and um, Jack, to the 1700s cabin. Um, <laughs> and we go in, we turn on our... It's, it's dusk, like, mm-hmm. outside. And so we take out our phones to use as flashlights, and there is wiring, like there's electricity in this cabin, but it wasn't hooked up. Gotcha. And so we're using our flashlights and going, wow, this is really nice. We go up into the loft, and there's still light coming through the windows, and that's nice. And then we look into the bathroom, and it does look really spooky as fuck. Sure. Once they clean it up, it'll be fine. I'm sure. 
And then there's a spiral staircase that goes down. And I shone my flashlight into it and was like, hmm. Mm. There's like at least 14 murderers. Yeah, and I was like, like there's probably this is probably a murder murderers. basement. And they're yes. like, no, it's fine. Well, that's no. just what murderers so would say. We're like, well, if we all go together, we'll be fine. I'm like, that's like famous last words yes. before you Have get you murdered. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? In they go seven- into their murder basement, and guess what happens? They all fucking this die. This is a 1700s murder basement. Fuck that. So. I think I finally convinced, because Connie's not scared of anything. She no, goes, Connie's very brave. The only she's thing she's brave. scared of is us summoning things in the house, which yes, we're not allowed to we're do. We're not allowed to do. So, Connie and leads. And Mary. She doesn't I follow. Mary. Also, her flashlight was a lot better than my flashlight. Oh, okay. So, we go down, and like, once we get down there and you adjust to it, it's like, okay, you can kind of see the bones of the house, and you're like, I, I can see this being a really nice, little, comfy living room and living space once it's remodeled. Sure. But, oh boy, it was... It was something. It was something. Because it's full of all kind of detritus right now. Oh, because, you know. So, like, bones. Oh, there was and also skulls. a crawl space up in the top in the loft, and Connie went into it. Oh, good. At yeah, least because she's brave. And, they were, <laughs> and Connie did not come out the same way she went in. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and it's actually, we did we did not come out the same way we went in. There, there is a door to out in the basement, and so we left out that way, and then we sat on a log outside and pretend we were Kermit the Frog. Alright, so Sasha's a lizard person I'm a lizard now. person now. And so that was spooky. So there is another spooky part. <laughs> I have photos. Okay. Um, they had an Instax, you know, instant photo gotcha. camera at the thing, and in the bright sunlight, you, you know, look like you, get, a ghost. you go, it looked like a ghost, you get a little washed out, sure. but it's also like the quality, you know, like, it's almost, you know, the idea of Polaroids, you look a little bit faded out, you Yeah. Know. So Connie and I took a photo together. Uh-oh. And we waited, and we waited for it to develop. I will leave this fucking and we, house. We, we, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll make you leave this fucking house. We waited for it to develop, and we waited some more. No! <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a picture of this, because this is going on the Instagram. We, uh, we have... Where'd you um, go? We're not... <laughs> Where are your faces? Uh, it's just our torsos. <laughs> oh, it's just our torsos. Okay. So, uh, so that was cool. And then the spookiest thing, ultimately, at night, because we, we ended up leaving after sunset. Mm. And like I said earlier, no cell service. Also, countryside. Country roads. No pavement. Take me home. Take me in home. The dark. In the dark. We are so scared. Where I belong. Where I belong. Where I belong. <gasps> and so part of it, like, we had GPS service, like, up to a certain point driving there. Sure. But coming back, you can't just, like, turn it back on. Oh, you have to wait for yeah. a little while. We memorized the turn order for a while, Uh-oh. and then when we got back to a paved road, we couldn't remember if we had turned left or right. We were Uh-oh. all we had was like on his car's compass, uh, car's like Uh-oh. thing that had a compass that just said north, and we're like, well, at least we're going north. We have to get back to Northern Virginia. That so, right. <laughs> but nothing looked familiar, and I was that person who like kept hesitating to say this doesn't seem right this doesn't seem right this doesn't seem right and and so then we kept you know like talking and talking and then something started we saw a sign for Sperryville and we were, I was like well I know where Sperryville is sure so we are I've been here we we're on the right track and we eventually got home yeah but there was a very tenuous <laughs> and then you like pulled over to neck and you heard something in the door yeah, we were, we, and you were like I want to go home and, and Jack was, was like oh Babe. That was the other thing was like we couldn't get his car's GPS system mm. to do anything while the car was in motion. Good. 
So, and then the GPS still wasn't working mm-hmm. for the first, like, hour of the drive. Like, there was no cell service for the first hour of the drive. Seems fine. And so we didn't want, and we didn't want to pull over because we we're like, we're not going to stop our car in the middle of the no, dark because on this, that's like, country road. That's how it gets you. Right. So, so it was a very stressful drive home. I there, There's a beautiful horse and I don't two trust highland horses. cows. I do trust cow beasts. But, but, but this cow was, uh, not the cow. What am I saying? The horse. <laughs> Isn't that had a unicorn horn? Oh, that's and so nice. She's look. going to betray you and stab you with the unicorn horn. She she hit me in the the solar plexus with her head. Yeah, she did. I was like, oh, she, you I can't love trust you. horses, Sasha. <laughs> no, I still I still trust them. Cheyenne. She's you a good horse. She's gonna murder you. Okay, so tis the season. What season is it? The birthday season. Woo-hoo! So today we're talking about spooky birthday, spooky celebrations. Just really ghosting and spooking it up because Woo-hoo! it's our birthdays. Birthday. Do you want to go first? Sure, I will go first. So what I'm going to do is an exploration of weird and spooky birthday traditions from around the world, as well as some lore about people born on Halloween. Ooh, hey, you know like your great grandma Julia, the the witch one. Yes, yeah, she was born in Salem, Massachusetts, on Halloween. You're gonna find out about her spooper powers. And then finally, we're going to close out with a ghostly birthday incident, which I think you are familiar with because you almost used it. Anyway, <laughs> I'd like to thank TravelSim.net, Ranker.com, Bustle.com, TheChoppingBlock.com, and Romper.com. Mm. So these are just going to be a couple of vignettes from around the world. Mm-hmm. Number one, Cake Man. Ah, fighter of the Night Man. Ah, champion of the Sun. So, Kagamond, I should have looked up how to pronounce that. I'm assuming it's Kagamond. Yeah, I've got a couple Dames of words that don't me. make sense, or I can't pronounce. <laughs> it's fine. Actually, I can do this. Heyman. What? Heyman? Heyman. What the hey, fuck? Heyman. So, all right, well, this is, I was completely wrong about how you pronounce this word. Sorry, Denmark. Hamlet's mad at you. Good, he should be. He's mad at everybody. <laughs> I wanted to feel included. So, hey man is a Danish birthday cake. In Danish, hey man means cake man. It's like a giant gingerbread man, only instead of gingerbread, it's cake. I love it. It sounds so cute, right? The cake is either a man or a woman, depending on the birthday kid. Okay. And it's decorated to have a face, hair, and even clothes made of marzipan, gummy candy, and frosting. This sounds like it could be upsetting. Why? It sounds cute. And it's kind of cute. Here's an example. Oh, okay. That one's kind of cute. cute okay, right? I was worried about like, a scary looking oh. motherfucker. Why would, it, why would it be a scary looking motherfucker, Sasha? Sometimes they even get little Denmark flags in their scalp, oh. according to tradition. It's just super cute. Sounds totally fine, right? Unfortunately, Uh-oh. after some fun and games with the cake man, he meets a bitter end. They don't just eat him. He is ritualistically decapitated after the revelry. The newly severed head is then presented to the birthday child, although in some traditions the birthday child does the decapitating ah. as some sort of macabre birthday ceremony. I love it. <laughs> the guests are then instructed to dismember the cake man and feast on him, which Ranker.com describes as the sacrifice in the wicker man, which I just really enjoyed. When you eat gingerbread men yes. or like Easter bunny mm-hmm. chocolate or anything that's kind of anthropomorphic and a sweet top down top down yeah okay that's how i do it so i start with the heads head? yeah okay. so they stop feeling pain ah mm-hmm. 
<laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. So the next one is in China. So let's right. just... Welcome to China. Ching Jin. Welcome. Come on in. If you are a woman in China, celebrating your birthday can be kind of tricky. Mm. Namely, the 30th birthday is associated with danger and uncertainty. So some women are just 29 for two years to avoid the perils of 30. You've got like 360 days. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And I'm going to turn 29 again. Just kidding. I don't care. Turning 33 is also not great for women. So just when you dodge the bullet by being 29 twice, 33 comes up. But this time you can dodge the bad luck. What you need to do is buy a piece of meat, hide in the kitchen all day, and chop your meat 33 times. Then, by chopping it 33 times, the bad spirits that were on you for turning 33 transfer into the meat, and then you can throw the bad meat away. I like the idea of chopping something 33 times. I know, that's satisfying. Right? You know, in today's political climate, sometimes you just want to come home and chop something 33 33 times. times. (laughs) Well, good news. When you turn 66, you still need a piece of meat to be chopped 66 times. Even better. But this time your daughter or close female relative has to do the chopping for you. So if you know anyone who is 65 about to turn 66, just be like, I got this. Give me that meat. I'm going to chop it 66 times. Only women? Just for these okay. ages, yes. Okay. Men in China don't have as many unlucky birthdays. They're, I wonder why. I mean, it's definitely not because of centuries of patriarchy and institutionalized <laughs> sexism. That's for sure not the reason. <laughs> they have one unlucky birthday, if you're a dude in China. It's the 40th birthday, and it's considered inauspicious. So men will just be 39 for two years. Okay. Yeah. So hmm. Then you have Russia, and Russia knows how to party. Because... Vodka. Yes. Just (laughs) vodka and potatoes, y'all. They have some fun birthday traditions, like kids are expected to provide candy for their whole class on their birthdays. And they have rules about when you can celebrate. Namely, you can only celebrate on or after your birthday, never before. That's bad. They don't get into why. It's just bad. But then there are the birthday ghosts. Birthday ghosts. All right. According to Russian lore, ghosts are really just otherworldly disciplinarians and they're not super spooky. I guess they kind of are. Throughout the year, naughty children have their shit stolen by ghosts to punish their misbehavior. So if you don't listen to your parents in Russia, a ghost will come and take your Tamagotchi. Which I think is fucking rad. (laughs) But the good news is if you repent and get your shit together before your birthday... The item will make its way back. Ghosts will hide the items back in the house or wrap the old possessions like presents the week of the birthday. So then the birthday kid, formerly naughty, now gets to look at their birthday presents and be like, I think that one is a thing I already had that's making its way back to me after the time I threw my plate down and said I didn't want to eat potatoes with my vodka anymore. So that's definitely my Yu-Gi-Oh cards which I got last year, and now they're coming back to me. So it's definitely their parents. It's definitely their parents. (laughs) It's clearly, it originated out of early Russian disciplinary tactics, but honestly, it's pretty cute. I kind of like that. I dig it. And I also have all my brother's new Yu-Gi-Oh cards in my possession. (laughs) So if he disobeys or is naughty in some way. He has three weeks. (laughs) To get his birthday shit together. And then he'll get his old shit. He'll be 22. He's a fully grown person. He's a fully grown person, but if he's naughty during the year, then ghosts are going to take his shit. Also, fun fact, if anyone in the household is naughty, so like, let's say you weren't naughty this past year, but your brother was. If 
a collective thing. Like, let's say you and your brother shared a Game Boy. Yeah. The ghost could take the Game Boy, but if you were good, the ghost can bring it back for your birthday. Okay. So he gets kind of like trickle-down ghost luck. Okay. So maybe by his birthday, because his birthday is three weeks after mine, by his birthday I'd be like, okay, well you can play with my Game Boy again. Yes. Okay. Possibly, yes. Hmm. It's up to you. It's up to the generosity. I'm glad that my parents didn't know about these ghosts. (laughs) We did. He and I, we only ever shared one console. Like, we have one of every console. Nice. And they were both ours. (laughs) So, Russia, well done on the parenting. Yeah, well done on the parenting. Kudos. Then you have Switzerland. Uh oh. I don't like the way you said that. You shouldn't. Okay. It's going to be so much worse than even what you're thinking. Oh, God. You just don't know. Particularly in the city of Lucerne, which is the thing the milk is named after. Yeah. But it's pretty common elsewhere in Switzerland. Children get to celebrate their birthdays by getting stalked by an evil clown. How you doing, buddy? I'm out. All right, Sasha's leaving. (laughs) Um, Bad news, your evil clown is upstairs. To begin your birthday week. Parents will pay someone money to dress as a terrifying clown that stalks the birthday haver for a couple days leading up to the birthday. The stalking includes such fun as menacing calls and texts, upsetting letters, and following the recipient around during the lead up to their birthday. What? Yay! Fuck. (laughs) Come on, Switzerland. We thought you were all cute and cuckoo clocks and bullshit. This is a thing that still happens? Yes. These are texts. Yes. Who the fuck? Oh, just wait. It finally culminates on the birthday itself when the evil clown shows up and smashes a cake into the face of the birthday kid. Like, we shouldn't cast stones at other countries for being fucked up because we're pretty fucked up, but that's fucked up! Let's throw some stones at those cuckoo clock chocolate evil clown nasty motherfuckers. God, come on, Switzerland. What the? <laughs> Good job stopping yourself from saying God bless America. God! Because <laughs> God don't bless Switzerland, because Jesus. Ooh, Jesus God. Anyway, what? apparently parents have the ability to call it off if the kid gets too scared. So, like, if your parents order you an evil clown and it's, like, can't sleep clown elite me Simpsons style... And you're freaking out and they're like, oh no, we're accidentally torturing our child and child services is going to come. According to Dominic DeVille, though, who was a prominent evil birthday clown in Switzerland, most parents and kids, quote, love being scared senseless. So I don't think Dominic DeVille has ever, ever actually met children. Would you like to see him in his scary clown makeup? Because he's an evil birthday clown? I feel like I have no option. This is his fucking job. So... Remember, he's going to follow you. He's going to call you on the phone and be like, four days. And like, send you texts being like, I see you, bitch. This is who it is. All right, podcast over. I broke Sasha. <laughs> what the fuck? And that's the cake that gets smashed in your face I, on your birthday. My parents would never, because I was already, I've told you, I would have like panic attacks going into Party City yes. during the Halloween season, which is also my birthday season, mm-hmm. because I was too scared to go past like all of the de- decorations. That would go like, yeah. um, I also found out this weekend when we were at Disney, Uh-oh. when my parents took me to Tokyo Disneyland when I was four, I would have a small panic attack and cry before we entered any building. Oh no. Even if it was like Cinderella's Castle. Well, good news. I or don't something. think they it's got a small world. Clown. They did not get me an evil clown. They would never. Happy <laughs> it's an evil clown. Also, we hate you. Yeah. <laughs> the cake in the uh, face is supposed to bring good luck, and the rest is just because and maybe it's, a broken nose. Yeah, it's hilarious. From that guy yeah, with he, the weird holes in his face. We're, we'll post him on the Instagram. He is a prominent evil clown in I Switzerland. I hate him. It's, yeah, 
jump up my ass or jump up his own ass, not he, my yes, ass. Yes, he does like, know. He not can go jump birthday. up his own ass. Yeah, and put a cake in his face. Basically, Switzerland's like you know what's really funny: ruining birthdays. <laughs> which which is the con- which countries have Krampus? Actually, partake? Switzerland might partake in Krampus. Do they partake in Krampus? There I was, was a Krampus at Baltimore Comic Con the other weekend. But oh. it was very well. Yeah. Okay, so it's not really a Swiss thing, but they have somebody called Schmutzli, who is kind of a Krampus esque in. Krampus is mostly like Sweden, um, Holland, Germany. Do we call our children too much? <laughs> by not having them by get not having stopped them be by an evil clown or have Krampus find them during the Christmas season you know I've often thought as I suffer from not ear infections for six weeks <laughs> I could be tougher if only my parents had hired an <laughs> evil clown to ruin my birthday can you imagine someone like John Mulaney oh being stalked God. as a child by an evil clown I'm so small please just take my birthday also wouldn't your last birthday because like what if your kid has a heart condition you don't know about and then they drop dead it's their birthday death day william shakespeare style boom you dummies i hate it you want some happiness i do so tell me about happier birthday things halloween baby traditions yeah yeah so there's fun spooky birthday lore around people who are born on october 31st Mm -hmm. so they get Spooper powers. Spooper powers? That's what I wanted for my birthday. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> Instead, I, I asked for spooper powers and all I got was this lousy evil clown. <laughs> anyway, let's go through some of their spooper powers, shall we? The first is Second Sight. An essayist on the hairpin reports that her grandfather, who was a Halloween baby, once predicted that a car a few cars ahead of them in traffic would turn left at the next intersection. Yeah. And he was right. Mm. Second sight. Then there's also existing lore that Halloween babies, because they are born on the day when the veil between worlds is thinnest, which yeah. we kind of get into in our Sawin episode, because of this, Halloween babies have a special connection with spirits. Yeah. And this gives them the ability to avoid evil spirits and be immune to the bad juju they bring. And according to some sources, this will last their whole life. So okay. if you're born on Halloween, you can't get, like, evil spirits cursed. If You can't get, like, poltergeisted because the evil spirits are like, oh, I can't fucks with you. You were born on Halloween. Yeah. My bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't check the birth certificate. Then another one they have, pretty straightforward, babies born on Halloween can read and decipher dreams. Hmm. Yeah. And then finally, the best one, Halloween babies can communicate with spirits. Not even just with, like, a Ouija board. Just in general. They can be like, Hmm. hey, what up, Casper? How's it going? But then also, there are old wives' tales that it's bad luck to give birth on Halloween. So, historically, birth rates drop on Halloween, and researchers at Yale University's School of Public Health postulate that it's due to women subconsciously being afraid to give birth on an unlucky day, which would then cause them stress, which would impact their hormones and potentially, like, suppress the natural pregnancy popping process. I don't (laughs) know babies, but that's how that works. Popping. (laughs) This pregnancy be (laughs) popping. According to The Guardian, some women think that if they give birth on Halloween, their baby will be cursed. Interesting. So again, that probably contributes just to some prenatal stress and then it suppresses like birth, whatever. I'm thinking about Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. April and Andy deliberately wanting their baby to be born Born on Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. They are one of the few because birth rates are low on that day. Hmm. And then finally, just to close out my shit, how would you feel if a ghost showed up at your birthday party? 
Here's your choice. Would you rather have a ghost or an evil clown? A ghost, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> and that clown is a monster. <laughs> Dominic DeVille, what the fuck is wrong Why with you? Why are you like this? I know what I want to do. I want to start my own business that's just stalking children and sending them threatening messages, which BT dubs is a crime. Yeah. Like... If that happened in America, that would be, like, some America's most wanted Zodiac um, killer bullshit. In Virginia in 2016, we had oh, evil the clowns. clowns. Yeah. Like, no, imagine that, but, like, specifically tied to your birthday. I hate it. <laughs> I just really hate it. Well, what you wouldn't hate is Sally Watts, who told the Daily Mail in 2017 that her daughter's 10th birthday party had a spooky crasher, the ghost that had been haunting the family for 12 years. <laughs> water phone, water phone, water phone. <laughs> the North Wales family says that prior to the taking of this birthday photo, the infamous birthday photo. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. I love it. It's so fun. They had dealt with ghostly pranks from their invisible guest. Sally says things would move. I would hear mum called and it wasn't the children. I used to blame Charlotte, being one of the daughters. Mm-hmm. One minute you'd be watching the EastEnders omnibus and then you'd have to be putting the tools away. I just want to... I'm sorry, I love that specifically the She's EastEnders. Like, I was watching EastEnders, EastEnders and then this bullshit happens and then I missed the end of EastEnders. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> It could have been a good twist. It Something important could have been My real. understanding, I could be wrong about this, so if you're in the UK, hit us up. I think EastEnders is like a cross between like Melrose Place and like any reality show. My parents used to watch EastEnders oh, on PBS. Tell yeah, me no. more. I, I don't know enough oh. about it, but there was a stretch of time, especially like when I was in college and then moved home after grad school. Yeah. They they would be, I would catch them watching shit. EastEnders in the morning <laughs> on PBS. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's just like a... It's like, like a, a nice... It's a nice... It's a serial drama that's been going on forever and ever and ever. Yeah, so it's kind of like a British soap. Yeah. That's okay. just going on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And oh, ever. yep. It is a yep. soap opera. I just Googled it. Yep. Cool. Ever and ever. And ever and ever. So <laughs> you're watching the EastEnders omnibus and then you'd have to be putting tools away. Also, according to Sally, Charlotte had a rocking horse that used to neigh and make clip-clop sounds after you pressed it. It used to go off all the time. So he took the batteries out, but it went off anyway. Motherfucker. That's just how it was. It became normal. Finally, after some years of this, the family contacted a medium who confirmed that there was the ghost of a six-year-old boy who had died tragically in the home years prior. Oh, no. Basically, he was playing outside and he slipped on a wet step and died. No. He just wanted the attention of the family, said the psychic, and he was very happy in their home now that he was getting that attention, which is just really sad. And they found out through the psychic that the little boy's name was Anthony, and the family had been calling him Michael, which I just think is a sweet touch. No wonder he liked being there, because they they gave him a name. They gave him a name. That's nice. And then Anthony crashed Grace's 10th birthday party and appeared in this... Very spoopy photo, which will also go on our Instagram at Spoopy. I, I saw it earlier and I was like, oh no. See, I saw it and I was just like, that's just another I mean, kid in the. That's what they said. They're like, it's just another kid, but there was nobody else there and whatever. And it's like, that's clearly you just photoshopped a ghost boy in there. But you go, Anthony. You crash that birthday. Hmm. Hmm. And those are spoopy birthdays. Spoopy birthdays. Spoopy birthdays. Your evil clown will be here in about 10 minutes. Oh, no. Oh, I just got a text. He said seven days. No. I'm just kidding. I would never get you a spooky clown. I got you a custard tart. Yes. You also got me a dole hole shirt. I did. Shove it in your dole hole. I love it. (laughs) I I had a dole whip at Disney last week, and I was laughing about the dole hole, and... 
tried to explain to my parents. I was like, yeah, like, you know, when you eat the top off of it and there's, there's a, a hole. hole in it. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's, how, soft that's how soft serve is served. And I was like, I don't know how to explain why this is funny. Whatever. They don't <laughs> Whatever. They, they don't, don't get... listen to the number one podcast in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, so I got other holidays and other parties that have been crashed by ghosts and what be celebrations <laughs> i i was gonna start with easter because that was a <laughs> that was a celebration crashed by someone it coming was. back from the dead it's like oh well this is awkward right and so i think we we could do a whole episode on easter again so we, we talked yeah, about easter lore before i think or maybe not that extensively no, no. i think we just like kind of mentioned it in yeah. passing we should do a whole and episode there is, there's a lot of there's a lot of um a, a lot of actually a lot of superstition and lore surrounding mm-hmm. Easter, but one of them was children born on Easter Day are deemed especially fortunate, and those born on Good Friday are doomed to be unlucky. Oh, and apparently that sounds like a bad Friday. If, um, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, if Good Friday or Easter Sunday falls on March twenty fifth, mm-hmm. some national misfortune will follow within the next twelve months, which is a very broad. I mean... Anything bad could happen in 365 days. Also, in the year of our Lord 2018, if something, something bad, bad is happening all the time. Doesn't happen in your 365 days. I need to talk to you, right? And like figure out your secrets, you witch. But I just thought that that birthday thing there was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Halloween first, since we are close to that. We are. Time Magazine republished a few years ago a tale from their archives Ooh. of a Halloween party went gone completely wrong. And this is kind of upsetting. So just if you don't like upsetting stories where people die, skip ahead. Yeah. Just keep <laughs> yeah. hitting the skip ahead so, 30 seconds. So Time, Time Magazine and their archives editor found this from the September 30th, 1957 issue of Time. So read, let's, let's read, I will read this, you listen to this at your own risk. Beep. That's my terrified shriek again. Right. The title of this article was Something for the Kids. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. For several years, parents and school officials of the little farming community of Utica, Kansas, at the time population 300. Wow. Have worried that youngsters might be injured in the boisterous yearly initiation of high school freshmen by the senior class. Uh Uh-oh. So Mrs. Betty Stevens, English teacher and sponsor of this year's senior class, decided to try something different. Instead of seeing her charges mill around all evening at a roughhouse gymnasium party, she would get the seniors to lead the freshmen on a pre-Halloween trip through a haunted house. That sounds fun. Principal William Hobart Sally, age 60, got into the spirit of the thing, thought the kids might get a kick out of finding him hanging in a dark room. Oh, no. One day last week, Mrs. Stevens and her seniors took over an abandoned farmhouse two miles outside of town, scattered paper mache skulls, steer bones, toy rattlesnakes, and other spooky bits and pieces in strategic places. Yeah. Just before the party, Principal Sally daubed himself with black grease paint, spattered cats up on his face and clothes, and suspended himself with a rope strung beneath his arms from the ceiling. His feet touched a floor littered with broken bottles, burlap sacks, and fire chains. One by one, the seniors led the freshmen through the dark house amid weird groans and rattling chains. When they came to the kitchen, they briefly flashed a light on the hideous but familiar form that hung limply and moaned softly. All the freshmen agreed that the hanging man was the scariest spook of all. Mm. Midway through the fun, Mrs. Stevens slipped into the kitchen with her camera to get a picture. She called to Sally. There was no answer. She turned on her flashlight. Somehow, as he had moved his feet on the littered floor, Principal Sally had slipped. The noose had worked up from its armpits to his neck, and he was dead of strangulation. 
And then the editors in 2014 said, good luck with your nightmares. <laughs> so that well, was a party gone wrong. Do you want good news, bad news with that one? Sure. Good news, that one's not true. I've heard that one yep. before. <laughs> bad news, it is a variation on something that is kind of true. Yeah. In that there was a dude's dead body that got shipped around to various like special effects departments and ended up in a haunted house. But he was dead long before he got there. So that's the good news again. Again. It's a good news, bad news, good news sandwich. Yeah. And then I saw this other thing. It was, it's not too much of a spooky story, but there was an article about Alfred Hitchcock (gasps) having, who decided to throw a ghost haunted house party Mm -hmm. in New York before he was about to film The Wrong Man. So this is in 1953. Okay. He sent out tombstone-shaped invitation cards enclosed with a bizarre menu, the rambling carte de mort of schoolboy wordplay included. Morbid morgue muscles, suicide Suzettes, consomme de cobra, vicious soi, vish, not vicious soi, vicious soi. Oh, cute. Homemade fried homicide. <laughs> Ragu of reptile. Sorry, can we have hummus at our at our party? I do want to do homicide. Homicide. That's really cute. <laughs> Ragu of reptile. Charcoal broiled same witch legs. <laughs> Corpse croquet. Barbecued banshee, opium mm. omelette, stuffed stiffs with hard sauce. <laughs> what is hard sauce? I don't sauce? know. You had me up until then. Maybe I was you. like, this is a really cute theme right? menu. I don't know about hard sauce. Gibbeted giblets, tormented tortillas, <laughs> ghoulish ghoul, goulash, ghoulish goulash, <laughs> blind bats on casserole. Oh, fresh blind bat casserole, just right? like my mom used to make. Fresh cut ladyfingers. Bloody Marys hey. and a formaldehyde frappe. Ooh, that sounds nice. And so he, there are actually photos from Life Magazine. I'll send you this yes. article so you can put it on the Instagram. Yes. But he it was rumored that for one of his house parties in LA, so this party was in New York, but for another one, yeah. he gave each of his dinner guests a shovel to help him exhume a human skull and that was supposedly buried somewhere in his backyard. So it was like, <laughs> let's go dig up my yard to find a skull. Counterpoint, when I was growing up, one of my my birthday years we did a halloween birthday party yeah and we did a scavenger hunt where like around the yard there were like vampire teeth and like yeah. spooky items hidden so that just sounds like a more grown-up version of right that. one of my rad. favorite things was like when the girl scouts had a halloween party yeah and we would do like you know you're blindfolded and you touch the oh, peeled grapes and, like, and you put the cold spaghetti yeah we did when i was in fifth grade we did a halloween themed birthday party again and my parents put that together, like they had the bags with stuff in it, but I misunderstood the game. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, you're supposed to guess what the vegetable actually is, but you were supposed to write down what body part you thought it was. So I was putting down, like, cauliflower, spaghetti, <laughs> healed grapes. <laughs> Did not understand that game. Did you, not you win saw the prize. Exactly through it. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, so if I, we're going to go, ew, gross, because it's a gross thing that we think is intestines. So we have to guess what it actually is. No, no. no. Other way. Other way. My, my favorite thing is when I was talking about Spoop Hour on Pop Culture Bento, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I mean, Courtney's pretty level headed and not like, like, she can see through all the bullshit. <laughs> And, like, she's the one who's, like, skeptical, and yeah. I'm the one who's, like, oh, no, ghosts could be real. <laughs> and that's exactly, like, that yep, childhood anecdote. Is when I turned 10, I just fundamentally misunderstood some stuff. 
<laughs> so um, then I started looking at Christmas. Yay! So apparently, the, this is from the Telegraph. Christmas Eve used to be all about like games and ghouls. Ooh. So it used to be a time for games and ghost stories with the families gathering around the hearth for an evenings of entertain an evening of entertainment. Ooh. Um, popular activities included Snapdragon and bullet pudding. What the- is Snapdragon and bullet pudding? <laughs> so the Snapdragon is where you put currants in a bowl, you douse them in brandy, and you set fire to them. Ooh, that sounds fun. Can we do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> because participants would then risk the st- skin on their fingertips to pull the currants out and eat them, extinguishing the flames. Did they not have skewers back then? And here is a fanciful image <laughs> of a dragon playing Snapdragon. That is exactly what I look like when I make our Halloween menu. And then bullet pudding is kind of like the flower game, which also I don't know what it, the flower game the is. flower game? You put a bullet rather than a sweet on top of a f- pile of flour that's sliced until it falls. Then the person who prompted the fall had to remove the bullet with their mouth. I need to look for a video of this. I yeah, don't quite understand I'm having a hard, it. So, like, you have, like, a mountain of flour. Yeah. You put a bullet on, on the, the top, and, and then you just slice. Oh, you slice I horizontally think you slice, And everyone knife. takes turns until the thing falls. Okay. And then you have to put your face in the flour. So, and now they play it with Swedes. But you used to have to, like, go and bite but, the bullet. But, uh, yeah. I wonder if it's, like, did you ever play the 90s game uh, Don't Break the Ice, where you had to, like, knock oh, yeah, out the yeah, ice? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but with flour and the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also would tell ghost stories. Yes. So they would tell each other stories about, you know, either authentic anecdotes, like, oh, oh when your grandpa would, saw a ghost, yeah. you know. My mom sees all the ghosts. Um, or, you know, other stories about, you know, specters, ghouls, whatever. Yeah. It's <laughs> the one of... Someone who wrote for an anthology called Told After Supper, which is a go- anthology of um, Christmas ghost stories, yeah. wrote that it is a genial festive season and we love to muse upon graves and dead bodies, murders and blood. Aww, that sounds like my kind of Christmas Eve. And so Charles Dickens would publish ghost stories that around this a- time of year. Oh my god! And then the ba- BBC... Wait, what did he write? <laughs> BBC later on turned creep a lot of stories into creepy shows for candlelight, either on TV or on the radio, and so you could, like, listen to them tell you stories. There is, if you watch the newer Doctor Who, so not the, like, old-timey, like, 1970s version, but, like, when you start with 9, 10, and 11, and so on, I believe it is in ninth season, there is a Charles Dickens episode. Mm -hmm. So, and it's Christmas Carol-themed, and it's good. And then, thanks, another British tabloid. Yay! They love their ghosts, man. In 2015, they posted an article called Ghost on Camera, Teens Left Terrified After Black-Eyed Demon Appears During Christmas Party. (laughs) (laughs) Here is the photo. That's pretty legit. It's pretty legit. That looks like just like their friend walked into the frame and then like ducked out. Ducked out, right? It says, an evil black-eyed child ghost has been captured on film sitting at a table during a Christmas party. Black-eyed children are like a spooky, like, lorry thing. Yeah, right. A pair of terrified teens spotted the demon after taking a snap at a pub. Spooked pals Sophie and Kaylee, both 19, (gasps) had (laughs) met up for a festive get-together at the boozer. But they were left horrified when the specter appeared at one of the party tables in the photograph. The dark-haired child, who appears to have cuts on her head and be wearing old-fashioned clothes, seems to be staring straight at the camera from sunken eyes. Spooked Sophie, a student, said, a student said, The table was just one down from us and nobody sat there, so we took a photo of the decorations because they were really nice. There was nothing there at the time, but when we looked back at the photo, we couldn't believe it. It was pretty scary and I felt creeped out. It looked like a little girl was staring directly back at us. I didn't believe in ghosts until I saw this photo. <laughs> 
And so I just thought it was so, like, this is so goofy because they actually went and sent it to a friend who, quote unquote, reads ghost photos. Oh, okay. And that's a thing that people do. Right? And (laughs) apparently this is a ghost, this dark-eyed ghost, black-eyed child ghost Mm -hmm. is, maybe not this one in particular, but But black-eyed child ghosts are, have tormented many people across Britain. Yeah, thing. People in Cannock Chase Staffs, which is said to be the UK's most haunted area. Oh. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. That was creepy. (laughs) And then now, like, not really holiday specific, Mm -hmm. but in New Orleans, which I'm going there next year. And we've talked about this before, about New Orleans being spooky. It is. There are several places where people have parties in town that do have their own resident ghosts. So there's one place called Arnaud, and it was owned by a man who was named Arnaud Kazenave. He opened his own place, Arnaud's, in 1918, Mm -hmm. and he seems to not want to leave his own party. And who could blame him, right? It's his party. He can leave when he wants to. So a paranormal (laughs) research society actually investigated the restaurant where the ghost of uh, Kazenave's daughter, who is also clad in a Mardi Gras gown, will often make appearances herself. Okay. Family thing. Yeah, it's a family. So even though the apparitions are startling, there's nothing to fear, they say that the ghosts are pretty nice. Oh, and they're just good. there for the party. They just want to party. They just want to party. That's so nice. And then there's there's another place called the Bourbon Pub, which is a two-story gay dance club and a great place <gasps> that, for a party. That sounds fun. What, what, a, gay, what a gay place. <laughs> a gay place for a gay party. Hey. For both the living... And the dead. <gasps> oh. Ooh. Ma'am, the club's resident ghost, is a small-statured Ma'am. Creole woman. She's dressed in a cotton dress and head wrap, and she'll often approach patrons, look them in the eye while muttering to herself before fading into obscurity. Hmm. In addition to ma'am, regulars and staffers report unusual activity, including unexplained footsteps, cups that move on their own, and odd sensations that include the feeling of being struck on the foot. Hmm. No one has figured out who ma'am's real identity is, hmm. and no one knows exactly what the footstep, foot slaps are about. Yeah. But maybe somebody had a foot fetish. May, maybe. And but they're like, but it's it kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, like come to our gay club. Yeah. And then finally, there's one more place called the Haunted Mortuary. Ooh, that um, sounds like a great place to be haunted. Where most of the year, this 1872 Grand Victorian Mansion hosts events, parties, and weddings for local and celebrity clients. Hmm. But in October, it switches gears to get in touch with its spooky past, spooky. operating as a haunted house attraction complete with live snakes and rats and un- uh, underground crypts. Nice. Surrounded by cemetery, the former mortuary is one of the most haunted places in the country, according to multiple paranormal investigative units. Mm. Their advanced instruments have measured electromagnetic activity, temperature changes, electronic voice phenomena, Mm. and other phenomenon that indicates the presence of spirits. And guests to the house have seen more gruesome apparitions, including the ghost of a mortician doing his bloody work. That would suck to die and you still have to do your job. Right. And then I've got one... Sign me up for the gay club. And then as I was doing research, I found this thing. Did we ever talk about Madame LaLaurie? A little bit when we did Marie Laveau, but not a ton. But not a ton. So I think I want to save her for another episode. Okay, we'll do like a Voodoo Queens episode. She she was... No, she is definitely not a queen. She is a villain. She is just evil to the bone. We want to talk about like evil people. Okay. But she would host a lot of parties. But over the years, people started becoming suspicious and stopped going to her parties. Uh Uh-oh. And the reason why spooked me a little bit too much and I don't want to talk about it today but we will talk about it in the future yeah maybe we'll do like a spooky ladies like yes. murderous Mur- yeah we, we need to do a murderous episode because because yes. uh, uh, I love murder <laughs> and Sasha is uncomfortable Lady LaLaurie the article I found was very 
graphic. <laughs> All right, well, I am glad then that I covered Marie Laveau because it was in the episode where we did Ghosts with Our Middle Names. Mm-hmm. So, so you did uh, Hanukkah the Toilet Ghost and I did Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Yep, so uh, so we'll we'll talk about that another day. So yes. party hardy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you as well out if there. If October it's birthday people or if you're listening to this episode way later. and Or if you are having... Your birthday in, I believe it was, everybody in Vietnam has their, they celebrate their birthday on New Year's. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. So, if you're listening to this in Vietnam on New Year's, happy birthday. (laughs) Or if you're listening to this on your actual birthday, happy birthday. So, check out our Twitter and Instagram, especially the Instagram later this week when, so you can see some of these photos like (laughs) of this dragon getting brandy thing, currants out of brandy poppers, yeah. Yes. Or upset... Upsetting photos of the clown from (laughs) Switzerland. (laughs) Sasha's new arch nemesis. My new arch nemesis. I'm going to fight him. Just destroy that clown. Good. Send us your scary stories. Alexis, thank you for your submission. That was upsetting because I remembered that that story existed. Yes. As a Um, reminder, we are accepting for the month of October any kind of spooky story. It doesn't have to be a firsthand account. Yeah. If it can be your favorite creepypasta, your favorite urban legend, your favorite campfire story. Yeah, if there's something that you heard at Girl Scout camp when you were in first grade and has haunted you ever since, it's tell us up. about it. We'd love to hear it and yeah. have our lives ruined, too. Exactly. So, Spoop Hour, we love you. Thank you for listening. Happy birthday. Ooh. Go eat some booberries. Hello, everyone. My name is Jim. Hi, my name is Kit Karen. And we host the Forgotten News Podcast. Jim, I know we're in the middle of recording the promo for our podcast, but a thought just occurred to me. Okay. People praise the future because it is blank and featureless. They are afraid of the past because it is full of real and living things. Kit, hey, that is absolutely true for most people. But not for us. On our podcast, we tell true stories from before you were born. Stories that made headlines maybe for a day or a week, then disappeared just as suddenly. It might be a true crime story or an unsolved mystery. It might be a strange or spooky story. It might even be a funny story. (laughs) And if you want to hear... Some exciting stories about Franklin Roosevelt, Susan B. Anthony, or Alexander Hamilton. Well, I'm sorry. You'll need to find a different podcast. Yes, indeed. Because our show tells the stories of the footnote people from history. And sometimes the people who didn't even make it into the footnotes. If you are someone who would like to hear lost but true stories from long ago, then you should definitely listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. Yep. The Forgotten News Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, and nearly every podcatcher out there. So, don't be a fraidy cat. Just tune in and listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. Cry, do it. Oh, that's cool. My phone's just not letting me type. It's just like EastEnders. If my phone's not going to work, I'll do it on the computer. Do it on the computer. It might be Vietnam.
you would computer too if it happened to you. Every okay. 